to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. John's Gospel, chapter 3. Sometimes when I'm going through something, which is about every day of the week, <laughs> I basically, uh, I, try to, I try to get in God. You know what I mean? I try to get in the way he says things and the way he feels about things and what he's thinking about things and things like that. And that helps me to see from a different perspective than the natural perspective a lot of times. So we're going to take a look from several different things here. Down just a hair, Patrick. I might get excited and then I'll... We'll need new speakers. All right, John chapter 3, are you there? Look at verse 3. It says, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. For that which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is Spirit. Now notice here Jesus is talking about two different births. He's talking about our natural birth, but he's also talking about being born in the spirit. On April 25th, Cash was born into the natural realm. And at that time, according to doctors, he wasn't premature. He wasn't anything else, but he was just failing to come out of the womb life into the natural life. In other words, until that time, how many of you know that mommy did everything for him? Mommy breathed, mommy took care of him, mommy fed him, mommy did all this. And then when he came out, it, it shocked him a little bit because he no longer was just sitting there, he actually had to do something to make a difference. And as I was thinking about that, we have so many people who have been born spiritually into the kingdom of God, and so many people come out with the same attitude of being back in the womb. In other words, they have the attitude, they don't have to do nothing. God's going to take care of everything. I don't have to have any faith. I don't have to read the word. I don't have to pray. I don't have to do anything. God's got it all. And what is, is a womb mentality. They're expecting to be taken care of even though their job is to really take care of themselves and learn what to do. The Bible says once we're born again and we, we were taken out of the kingdom of darkness and immediately transferred into the kingdom of his dear son, which is the kingdom of light. And as mom and dad's the natural, all I want to do is see my kids and my grandkids come out of the womb, grow, learn, become all they can be, be successful, moms and dads, everybody. And I was thinking, you know, that's probably what God wants. When people get born spiritually, God wants people to grow. He wants people to progress. He wants people to be successful. He wants people to fulfill what he, he had them to do and what he provided for them for the new birth. And basically the Bible says, as a newborn babe, you need to desire the sincere milk of the word that you may, that you may grow thereby. So as a new baby, even in the natural realm, there's things you've got to breathe. You know, she's not going to breathe for you anymore. You've got to eat. She's not going to nourish you anymore through the umbilical cord. And the same way in the spiritual realm, we have so many people in the church who've been born again who aren't even potty trained after 10 years. Come on, we're talking truth this morning. See, they're still in the same spot. Well, I can just see Father God up there saying, what's up? What you doing? Still pooping your panties. 
you should be changing someone else's panties by now. And those kind of people aren't looking for their purpose. They're looking to be someone's purpose. God, God, that was good, wasn't it? You better write that down. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they want to be your purpose. You're supposed to feed them every day. You're supposed to change them every day. You're supposed to clothe them. And if, God forbid, you don't throw a little powder on them. But that's not the way God designed it. God wanted us not to be conformed to this world of the womb, but to be transformed by the renewing of our mind so that we're born again in the spirit of God and the power of God and do the things. And as mothers today, you want your kids to grow up. You want them to become all they can be. You want them to go forward, and you've given them that material. You've showed them what to do. You've showed them how to stand. Do they always listen to you? No. Do people always listen to God? No. So basically, God probably feels the same way that we feel a lot of times. So there's some growing up to do, isn't there? We want people to grow up, and we want them to grow up spiritually. We want them to grow up physically. We want them to grow up every single way that they can grow up. The Bible says he does not only want us to be saved, but he wants us to come into the knowledge of the truth. The Bible don't say he just gives us life, but he wants us to have life. Well, that's what I want for my kids in the natural. I want the same thing. And when it's not working or like cash, it's a problem there. And, and you're going to do everything you can to prod them or get, get them along to go in the right, right direction so that they grow up to be all they can be. And God's the same way. God's not mad at people still in diapers, but he'd sure like to see them get out. See, he'd like to see the church actually start being the church. Like to start standing up. Like to start uh, praying in the Holy Ghost. How many know God ain't going to do that for you? Everybody knows they're supposed to do it. Well, and everybody says, well, change me, God. God ain't going to change you. You get in the Word of God, let the Word of God talk to you. You'll be changed, praise God, and you line up with the Word of God. But they're still babies. They want God to do everything. They don't really want to do nothing. But I think moms, dads, and gods are basically about the same. Only we're dealing with a natural birth, and he's dealing with a spiritual birth, praise God. All right, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. First Corinthians chapter six. Look at verse nine. It says, Know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But you are now washed. You are now sanctified. You are now, my God, justified in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So just like in, in the womb, cash was a certain way. But when he came out, now he's not that way anymore. There's responsibility. And it's the same way with people in the spirit realm. Basically, I don't care how unrighteous you were before. I don't care what a loser you were before. I don't care if you were an alcoholic before. I don't care if you were gay or lesbian before. I don't care if you were on drugs before. That's who you were. But now, I said, but now, it's changed. You're sanctified, praise God. You are holy, praise God. You are righteous before God because he made you that way. So if you're out of the womb, into the spirit world, stop going back in the womb. Pick up your old traits. Take them on in with you, praise God. People have been born again for 20 years and they're still walking around saying they're alcoholics. You were an alcoholic. You've been washed. 
You have been sanctified. You have been Holy Ghost filled and fire baptized, praise God. So don't drag that in out of the womb into your life. You're going to be dragging around your whole time. Well, I just suffer with rejection. I'm sure you do. So you can be whatever you claim. We sing the song, I know who I am, but do we know who we are? We just sing the song. See, you're not a loser. You're not a victim. You're not a sinner. You're not worthless. That's who you were. So don't keep going back into the womb. And you know what they did with him? He, he won function, so they took him to the specialist place, and they put him on an ECMO machine. You know what that is? It's a life support machine. And they put him back on, so it was beating for his heart. It was breathing for his lungs. And they did that on purpose because they wanted to take him back into the womb where he didn't have to do anything, and now they're trying to slowly bring him out of the womb so he readjusts and can do it again. It's a machine, even just nothing. It did everything for him. And we keep going back into the womb, but you've got to come back out of the womb slowly. I mean, if you're a newborn creature in Christ Jesus, it's different. You're going to go back and pick up that stuff all the time. You're going to believe what people Yeah, I was an alcoholic. Well, when, did, when was that? Well, that was about two years ago. Are you born again? Yeah, just born again last year. Well, then they're not an alcoholic anymore. They can claim to be one. They can live like one, and that's the way they're going to be, but that's not who you are anymore. You came out of the world, praise God. You're out of the world's womb, and you're in God's kingdom now. It's a different thing, and you don't want to drag that stuff into the kingdom of God because it'll fail every single time, and what you believe is what you'll become. The Bible says that you've been created in righteousness and holiness, and you need to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Yeah, we don't believe that. We blow, yeah, I'm just a loser. I'm just a failure. I'm just trying my best. You know, I got delivered, but I suffer from rejection. Yeah, I'll bet you do. I suffer from self-pity. Oh, yeah, you'll suffer from it because that's what you believe who you are. There's no deliverance in getting delivered and then believing what you were before you got delivered. You just need another diaper change. Come on now. We're either going to believe this word or we're not. We've got to make up our mind what we're going to do here. Well, when you line up to your identity, and that's what we, the Bible says we can partake of the divine identity of God. Well, God is not a loser. I've read the book. Come on, he's not weak. He's not terrible. He's not suffering from rejection. I don't know why he is, and he should be. See? And just like I want cash to come out of there now, slowly but surely come out of there and get up and grow. God's saying, people, come out of the womb. Grow up. Leave that stuff behind. You're not an angry man anymore. You're not an alcoholic. You're not a drug addict. You're not unworthy. You're not any of those things, praise God. When I came up out of the room and I, when I hit one scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, I'll never forget it. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have, and all things have be. Well, if you believe that, then that's it. So I've been going around saying, I'm alcoholic. They say, well, what are you now? I said, I'm completely delivered from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I'm Holy Ghost filled, praise God. I am anointed. Well, I don't look like it. I don't care what it looks like to you. I care what God says here, and that's what I am, praise God. Some people need to get rid of the afterbirth. Dragging that stuff around all over the place, praise God. Try, here it comes. i got a little more afterbirth to get rid of over here. No, Jesus is the only one that can get rid of your afterbirth. You can't do it. And he cut all that stuff away. I'll tell you what, take the word of God and cut that crap off of you. The Bible says it's a sword sharper than any two-edged sword. Alcoholic, he was gone, praise God. Introvert, he's gone, praise God. Well, I, after I got born again, I took a test and they told me I'm an introvert. And they did. But they didn't know nothing. They're just going around making money telling you who you're supposed to be, praise God. But I went to the Word and found out who I'm supposed to be, glory to God. And I found out who I am. And notice, the big thing is God wants you to fulfill His purpose. 
You're not going to do that with a bottle and diapers. See, I want cash to be everything cash was put here for by God himself. And in order to do that, he's got to come out. He's got to grow. He's got to get rid of all that stuff. He's got to move on. And it's the same way with us. If you're going to get to your purpose, you've got to continue to grow and get rid of that stuff off of your life. It'll hold you back from your purpose and your plan, praise God. So all mothers, I think, want the same thing. All fathers want the same thing. I think even God probably wants the same thing that we want, only his is in the spiritual realm and ours is more in the natural realm, praise God. So such were I. Say, such were I. If it don't say you are now, then don't claim it now, praise God. All right, go to Colossians chapter 1. This is going to be short, sweet, but good. All right, Colossians chapter 1, look at verse 21. And you were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now has he reconciled you in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable. Where? In whose sight? See, the problem isn't with God's sight. The problem is with you sight, how you see yourself. Well, God just doesn't love me. Oh, yes, he does. Look what he are in his sight. God mad at me. He ain't mad at you. Oh, oh, God don't care about me. Remember in the boat? It's gone down. He don't care. Don't he care we're going to drown? Jesus was nice. He should have slapped every one of them. Instead, he just said, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you grow up? Why are you still in diapers? Why aren't you doing what you're supposed to be doing? But that's not true, praise God. God saw you born again, and you were, I mean, when I saw this baby the first time, which was in the intensive, intensive, intensive care, he had tubes here, IVs there, thing at his neck, thing down here, stuff everywhere. And you know what he was? He was the most beautiful baby I'd ever seen in my entire life, praise God. And God looks at you when you're born again, and I know he says, you're the most beautiful baby I've ever seen. When her first one came out, Josh had a little trouble, so they used forceps, and they pulled him out by his head, and when he came out, he had a cone head. And I looked at him and said, you are the most beautiful, come on now, baby in the entire world. Now, the nurse didn't say that. The doctor didn't see that, but I saw that, and he was the most beautiful baby I'd ever seen seen in my entire life. And God does the same thing to us. We're the ones arguing. We're the ones that think we're a conehead. He don't see you as a conehead. You see you as a conehead. He sees you as a wonderful, marvelous being, praise God, that he, he created and he put there and glory to God. And that's what happened when you were born again in the spiritual realm. God's impressed with you. He loves you. And whatever you suffer from is because you're claiming that you suffer from it and claiming it part of you. And it's not part of you, praise God. It's not. So every baby, let's face it, every parent whose baby came out, I don't care how ugly it is, is the most beautiful baby to them. Isn't it? And I think I come out with four eyes and you say, praise God, he can see better than every other baby. <laughs> Why is that? Because you birthed it. It's your baby. The Bible says you've been born of God. You're God's baby, praise God. He thinks you're just, uh, you're it, praise God. You, you are it. He's like, woohoo, look at this one here, praise God. But now if 10 years later you're still walking around in diapers. See, we want gorgeous, beautiful babies. We don't want to be doing that with teenagers. See? 
and 20-year-olds. But since people are taught all the time they're sinners, they're worthless, they're rejected, they're this and that, they believe that stuff and they stay there in diapers and you'll never fulfill the purpose that God gave you because you do not find your purpose, you grow into your purpose. People never read the word, never do anything. I'm, I'm, I've got to find my purpose. You'll never find it. You don't find it, you grow into it. You're here, and then you're here, and then you're here. And then We started it just for fun with four people, and then we started on Sunday nights with more people, and then we started a church with more people. We just didn't start a church. Well, we just didn't appear here one Sunday morning, and people came from near and far all along on their camels bringing us gifts of and incense and myrrh. No, this is a process, man. You start someplace small and you, you just keep going and pretty soon you end up in your purpose and you don't know how you got here even, but you just didn't get there. So I don't pray in the Holy Ghost, I don't read the Bible, but I'm going to find my purpose. No, you're going to find nothing, praise God. You're walking around with blinders on. You ain't going to get anywhere, glory to God. All right, one more. Go to First Timothy chapter 1. And with men, this is... This is Good stuff, but with mothers, you know, mothers got that heart to where they want to see not only everybody in the world succeed. That's just how mothers are. They care. But their own child, they want to see that child grow up. They want to see that child. They want to, and, and when you think about God's heart, who's definitely more pure than ours, what he thinks, we've got all these people born again who are walking around claiming to be sinners, claiming around to be failures, claiming around, all these are God's children, and I know he'd like to jumpstart them somehow, praise God, and get them in, hallelujah. And you've got to get under teaching that tells you something. I'm telling you, you've got to get into something if you're on camera today and you're listening to this. You've got to get into something where they're teaching you something. If you think you're a sinner, you're wrong. See, pull the diaper off, move on, scratch off some of that stuff. You've got to hang it on you all over the place, praise God, and, and get it over with, praise God. Let's just believe what God says. All right, 1 Timothy chapter 1. This was one of the first scriptures I ever got when I got into ministry, and I'm so glad I found it. 1 Timothy chapter 1, look at verse 12. And I thank God. Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me for that he counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry. Who was, say was, was. before a blasphemer, before a persecutor, before an injurious one, but I obtained mercy because I did it in ignorance. Praise God. Thank God. Well, God won't bless me because I what I did 32 years ago. He don't even remember what you did 32 years ago, but you keep reminding him of it. He's got to keep throwing it in the sea every time you give it to him. See? And this is Paul. I mean, you know, Paul had a pretty good ministry. You know, he's probably up there in the top three or four. He had a good ministry, didn't he? But notice what he was at one time. He was a blasphemer. He was an idolater. He was killing Christians. He was injurious. He was all these things. But how many of you know sooner or later when he got birthed into the kingdom of God, he had to leave that afterbirth behind? Or else he walked around, God, never going to use me. I'm an injurious person. I just hurt everybody in the world. And that's it. Your past hurts. You've got to get rid of them things, man. You've got to let them go, see? I'll be recorded because I don't care what people think. You understand? I don't care what they say about me. It doesn't make any difference to me. She's a lady. It's different. She's going to get, you know, she can get hurt from people doing that kind of stuff. But I've been hit from all sides, you know. It don't really matter. I'm scars everywhere. It don't really matter anymore. It don't matter anymore because I'm what the truth has done for me. And if the truth worketh for me, then the truth will worketh for everybody who gets into the truth, praise God. So we want to keep growing up. So, some of you say, wow, I'm, I'm glad I'm not there, but I'm still there in areas of my life. I'm still cutting off afterbirth of what somebody told me at one time that I believed that wasn't the truth but was a lie, and I'm getting rid of that stuff, and I don't have to react this way, and I don't have to say this, and I don't have to do this. So it's a continual thing, ain't it? It keeps going, isn't it? I mean, no, raising your kids don't stop when they leave home. 
A matter of fact, matter of fact, you were better when they were home. Praise God. Yeah, because they're kid, your kids, man. They're your, when you're 90 and they're 60, they're still your kids. You know, mom calls us her kids. Well, we're a little older than her kids, but you know. But that's the way it is, and you've got that heart. All you want them to do is succeed. You just want them to do good. You want them to find every purpose. They want them to be happy. You want them to find good spouses. You want them, and God, I think, is the same way. You know, with uh, what I went through emotionally in this last couple of weeks, I could just feel like God goes through it sometimes too. You know, he's got emotions, how many of you know? And he sees the whole church now. Everybody sitting back not doing anything, but nobody, I mean, if you think you're a sinner, a failure, and worthless, what are you, what are you praising for during praise and worship? Thank you for making me a loser. I'm so glad to be a sinner and worthless. Praise you for that. No. You can't even praise the Lord till you find out this stuff that belongs to you. Then you've got a reason to praise him. Praise God we did the thank you song at the end. And I'll tell you what, it almost brings me to tears. My God. My God, from where we started to where we're at now to where I was from one time being an alcoholic to be delivered to be called on to preach the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ to start a church and watch it grow and watch people be changed and watch people be healed to have two sons who came out perfectly to have two daughters-in-laws that are the greatest daughters-in-law in the whole world. Hallelujah. How many know it makes a difference who your kids marry? And how many know before that your opinion means nothing? That's why you got to pray. And that's why praying in the Holy Ghost is so good. Sometimes you don't know what you pray. And that's what I said that one Wednesday night. I told her to pray in the Holy Ghost. What should we pray? In the Holy Ghost. But what do you want me to pray? In the Holy Can't you understand? In the, ho- in the Holy Ghost. Jesus. Is that hard to figure out? Just do it. What am I praying for? Who cares? Do it. Let the Holy Ghost be the Holy Ghost. Man, we prayed that night in the Holy Ghost. We were gone, and Brandy and Aaron were gone, and everybody I could contact was gone. Hallelujah. And we got to morning, and there was a little light coming up. Praise God, and we were feeling good. And, and I thought it couldn't get any worse. And then Talon woke up an hour early, 7 o'clock instead of 8. Then at 8.30, she pooped her pants. And I thought, oh, Lord, that's it. We're done now. I can't get any worse. Nothing else can happen today. So I've been over there watching her, and basically... Uh, I'm trying to learn the tricks of the trade. So one of the tricks of the trade is she loves yogurt. These little yogurt bottles, you put a straw and they drink. But it seems to make her want to poo. So she doesn't get any yogurt till just about when they're coming home. <laughs> See, this is spiritual discernment here. This is deep stuff. This is what praying the Holy Ghost will bring to you if you're smart and you get it. So she gets a yogurt. That's what Becky came over the other day and said, it's 3 o'clock, I want to give her yogurt. No. No, I don't want to give her yogurt. Wait till 6, 6.30, 7. Then we give her yogurt. That's the way we do it here. So anyway, we're doing great. Praise God. It's good to be with her. It's good to be at the hospital. It's good to be with our kids. And our kids are, have really been something else. I mean, Brandy and Aaron, it's, it's got to be tough on them, but they're standing strong. And like I say, they're, they're confessing the word and they're standing there. And praise God, we just thank you, each and every one of you, for being a part of it and helping us out and praying for us. Praise God. We love all of you and your mothers also. And Ted's coming up to get his rose for Mother Day. <laughs> he wanted first. He wanted first pick. They're all different colors up here.
So remember to seek first the kingdom of